Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. We talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. All right, welcome back ladies. We're so excited to have a very special guest here with us today. We are welcoming from Abiding Together, Heather Kim. And so welcome, Heather. We're so honored to have you here and would love for our guests to welcome you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be with you. Yeah, this is really special. It's one of my favorite things to be able to just chat with other women who are, you know, trying to live out their calling and pursuing God's plan for their life. So thank you for having me. It's really special. Well, we're so grateful for your work and your podcast, as well as um, your husband. If you haven't checked out Restore the Glory with Jake, Kim and Bob Shoots, it's an amazing podcast and as well as abiding together with Heather and sister and Michelle. And I've been listening to your podcast for a long time. And I feel like whenever Heather speaks, I'm hearing like the voice of an angel. <laughs> like, yeah, I just love it. It is. It's just so Thank beautiful. You. So, Thank you. Really um, just start out telling us about how you all got started and how God's dreams really are bigger than our own and where abiding together started. And tell us a little bit about that and the journey that you all have been on. Yeah, it's it's so funny. I I never ever would have thought of doing a podcast. That was not in my even realm of thinking. I was having a conversation with someone. It was maybe like four or five years ago, a good friend of mine, and he he's been podcasting for a long time, even before it was the cool thing to do. And I was talking to him about my husband starting a podcast, and that was like the part of our lunch conversation. And then he just turned to me and was like, "Well, what about you? Like, why don't you start a podcast?" And I was like because I'm an introvert and I don't really what like I was just so even thrown by his I was like are you joking you know I just couldn't really get my head around why he was even asking me such a question and he just kind of kept pressing into it and he said Heather like I really believe that you have something to say that the church needs to hear and I was like I I, I just didn't even know how to respond because I was like, I don't know anything about podcasts. I'm not that techie when it comes to things like I have no idea how this would even work. And he said, well, what if I did all the things that you don't know how to do to help you get started? Like, who would you do this with? Like, who who are your closest people? And I, you know, I've been journeying for a long time with Michelle Bensinger and Sister Miriam James. It's just been an incredible blessing to have those friendships in my life. And we Michelle and I went to university together at Franciscan University. And so we met a little over 20 years ago and we've only lived in the same place during that time that we were at school, but we've just maintained this beautiful, really strong friendship and journeyed through kind of the thick and thin of life. And um, sister Miriam, I met about 10 years ago, she was living in Seattle, which is about two and a half hours south of where I live. I live just outside Vancouver, British Columbia. And we crossed paths because of our mutual friend, Dr. Bob Schutz. And she came up to do some work with my husband, who's a counselor. And, um, and we met and it was just like this 
amazing connection from the moment that we met. Like one of those things that you don't overlook. Like we just ended up spilling our guts to each other within about 10 minutes of meeting each other. We're like, what is happening? This is just something really unusual. Um, anyway, so these two, I introduced them to each other, Michelle and sister, and the three of us just had this incredible bond and we just began doing life together. And, um, so the podcast really was like this idea that was sparked from this friend of ours and his willingness to open the door for us as women into a platform that we knew nothing about and never would have thought of for ourselves. And just that alone is an incredible gift. I think to have someone call out your gifting, even when you can't see it in that way. And, and he not only called it out, but he helped and he helped make a way for that to happen for us. And, and it really just has come out of our friendship with each other and this real authentic conversations that we've already been having for many, many years. And, and that just transformed into this podcast. So what started out as horrible audio and like just really rough around the edges has now turned into having this impact that we never could have imagined. And for an introvert like me, it is I can't think about that part too much in some ways because I'll just get too freaked out. And on the other hand, like it's such a beautiful, um, it's just beautiful fruit of like what God can do when we say yes. Like we say yes to something that feels maybe uncertain and we don't know the way, but God's spirit is there. Mm. And and then what can happen with, with those yeses and people helping each other along the way. So yeah, it's been an incredible blessing to be a part of that podcast and to be able to engage with the people who are listening and um, that you feel a sense of, you know, we're kind of journeying together. And that's kind of the hope for our podcast is that we can create this space where we can be on the journey together and share about that and encourage <laughs> other people to be on the journey with each other. So. It really is so beautiful. And when you're, you know, you, I feel like I'm just having a cup of coffee with you. You say, grab your coffee and sit down. And so yeah. it really is so beautiful. And I love what you spoke to so many times we see the gifts in others more than we see it in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's just something that is so beautiful and unique about beautiful friendships. And when you get out of that spirit of comparison and competition, which so many of us live in and into the spirit of collaboration we cannot do anything alone, but really just talk to us about how you all collaborate so much and that you all see the different gifts in each other because y'all are like the perfect trifecta of how you come together. And just, mm-hmm. it really is so beautiful that it's not a competition. You all have different lives and, you know, one's a nun, obviously she's mm-hmm. not a mom and you and Michelle have kids, but just how we as, as women and in our culture can do so much more together and seeing the gifts and the beauty in each other and to quit comparing, but Mm -hmm. really collaborate together. Yeah. I I think for women, there is so much power in unity and in linking arms together with one another. And, and often I think that's where the enemy can trip us up so, so quickly because it turns into comparison or out of our own insecurity or desire to be seen, Mm -hmm. which are deep, I think in the heart of a woman, um, that we can allow that to be twisted. We turn against each other. We don't want someone else to be seen because then that somehow means in our mind that that we might not be seen for who we are. And what I've realized is that when we allow ourselves to unite with one another and allow someone else to 
to complement our gifts, it actually is such a more, be- it's, it's much more of a beautiful display than anything that we could mm-hmm. do on our own. Michelle and sister and I are so different from one another. It's hilarious. And we laugh about it all the time. And I'm sure that you all have friendships like that, where you're just so different from each other. Like I get such a kick out of Michelle and I think vice versa. Like we just laugh a lot and sister Miriam as well. And, um, and just rejoicing in one another's gifts, what each person brings to the table. And there's really like a desire to sit at each other's feet to be like, Hey, I don't, I don't know everything. Like, I want to know what the Lord is teaching you or what you're learning, like from what life is teaching you and what your circumstances and what your past has taught you. Because I I always want to be a student of people. And I think the three of us have that disposition with each other, but also with a lot of other people as well, that we're willing to say, Hey, I don't know everything. I want to learn. I want to sit at your feet and learn what you what you have to say, you know, which I also felt with you guys at the woman's school, like as I, I went to, to um, university with January, actually Donovan. And um, yeah, to be able to just see from a distance, even what you all are doing and how God is leading you down this path, which is different than mine, um, but so beautiful and necessary. Like, I just love to see how God is working in other people's lives. I think it's important. So that desire to, you know, compare ourselves and everything I think just comes from places of insecurity and yeah, a place that, that God I think needs to heal in some ways, but also that we can um, come against by really linking arms and being cheerleaders for each other. There's so much work to do out there in the vineyard, especially in God's vineyard. And yeah, gosh, there's just no need to compare really. And going on in that idea of just the comparison competition, because it's something that we do talk a lot about in the women's school. It's mm-hmm. something that we talk about in our podcast too. At what point, um, and I would love for you to share a little bit also about your background. You know, you're a mm-hmm. wife, you're a mom, mm-hmm. and just even your process of growth, whether have you always been in a collaborative spirit? Was this a process? You know, because we have some women who are listening and they're in a head, head and heart space where every woman is a competition to them. You know, mm-hmm. every woman is, there's a, a comparison, a jealousy that, that, that maybe they don't even want to be present, but it is. So could you mm-hmm. just share kind of your story with that and what mm-hmm. has really led now to, it's so obvious that you are in this beautiful spirit of just humility and being a student of other women. And, and like you said, like linking arms with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that comes from probably a few different places. Like, you know, I didn't have a perfect childhood. Like none of us do. There's always places where we feel hurt and other people definitely hurt us, you know, and that contributes, I think, to a lot of things that we struggle with in our adult life, you know, where we've been hurt, how people treated us or, you know, things that they did that they never should have done or whatever, you know, that, that have led us to where we are. And when I was in high school, there was two things that were simultaneously going on. Like I was very insecure. I was coming from a lot of woundedness, like had experienced just some really traumatic events around the age of 10, like there for a few years. And, and so I I really felt alone and that no one could see not like they couldn't see who I was and I couldn't see any gifts that I had. I just felt like a scared, awkward girl, you know? And so by the time I was 13, 14, I went to this uh, retreat down in Washington state and I was like, what am I doing? Like, I just had no idea. I was like, what am I doing in this place with all these people? I don't even know. Um, But there was a speaker there one night and he, there was like 500 teens there. And I was in the middle of this crowd and I'm, I'm no one to be noticed at that age. 
I just was like one of the crowd and he just stepped off the stage on Saturday night and there was some other things going on, but he walked right up to me and just said, Heather, or he didn't know my name. He's like, Hey, all throughout my talk, I just kept feeling like God has something really special for you. He says, God has, he said, God has great things in store for you. And can I pray with you? And I was so dumbfounded. Like I was just like in complete shock because I was like, one, I was like, God has good things for me. And how did you notice me? Like, I'm not one to be noticed. And really what went deep into my heart, because I was coming from, you know, in that wounded place that I was telling you about, I had, I had been crying out to God for a long time. Like, God, can you come here into this place and help me and help me? And I just felt like God didn't see me. And in that moment, I felt like it was just a big answer from the Lord where he was like, Heather, I see you. I see exactly who you are. I know exactly where you are. And I have a plan for you that no matter what has happened to you in your life, I have a plan for you. And I want to bring that to fruition in you. And, and I had this really powerful encounter with God. And so I think when you allow yourself to come to the realization that that's not just for me, you know, everything I feel like that has happened in my life has been an opportunity that God is teaching me and simultaneously wants me to teach other people. So he doesn't just see me, but he wants us all to know that he sees us, not just as the collective world, but as individuals who are beloved and made in his image and that he has a specific and unique plan for each person. And when you know that, when you allow that truth to seep deep into your soul, then you crave it less from other people. That desire to be seen by other people isn't as important because you know that you are already seen by the one that that matters the most and the one who can actually fulfill all of those deep desires in your heart. And so, yeah, it's been a process of allowing myself to continue to be seen by God and to grow in that, like understanding that I am his beloved and he does have a plan for me. And despite my insecurities or my shyness or whatever, that he actually has really crazy plans for me that I would never would have expected. Like I'm also a worship leader and I get in, up in front of people. I'm like, what is this? Because I'm like super shy. Like, why does this keep happening where I find myself in shoes too big for me? Um, but it's only because I'm willing to collaborate first with the Lord and then with other people that I've been able to do the things that I can do. Like, I feel like literally on my own, I cannot do these things. It's only by the grace of God and um, by really like partnering up with his Holy Spirit, but also with other people that he's brought into my life, that these magnificent things have happened. You know, I think I could have had an okay life, you know, and probably would have struggled a lot on my own. Um, but I find myself on this amazing adventure with these incredible, yeah, surprises that happen. And, um, yeah, I've just found so many times I'm like, God, you're just so fun, you know, and those partnerships that he has led me to the relationships that like have that spark, like I said, with sister Miriam, or it's something that's grown and been cultivated over time, what we can do together if for the kingdom and in life is just so much bigger than what I could do alone. The abiding together podcast would not exist if any one of us couldn't do it anymore. It would just be over. There's no point. It's not what it is. What it is, is the three of us authentically journeying together. The moment that that doesn't work for someone, that's the end of it, you know? Um, so yeah, just, that's one example, but I think God does that in in big things like that, but also in little things. Like I've really learned the importance Like in my motherhood. I have three children. They're all teenagers. My oldest just went away to, to college at Franciscan university. So we're in a new phase here, but 
I, I love being a mom and I think I really have some gifts as a mother that have expanded my heart in new ways, but I also need other people. I need other moms like to help me, to support me, to teach me, to, to learn from, to see like things that have worked for them. So I think all across the board, like we can become so much more of who we are when we allow other people to influence and speak to that and journey with us and link arms with us than we can trying to make it on our own. It's not how we were made to be like God's a trinity of persons. He is community. And so it's through community that I think we really live into his image. It's so beautiful. It really is. And you're talking about just as we really just surrender our life to his plan, it also pulls us out of that competition, right. And into Mm -hmm. the collaboration that Mm -hmm. we so desire. So it really is that two big things that stand out to me with just in speaking to you that I think are just so beautiful are surrender and hear humility. And I think those are two of the biggest attributes we can embody in words that we really, you know, we know that there's power in words. And so just like your surrender and stepping into his fiat has taken the dream so much bigger than you probably would have ever imagined. I love how you said oh, yeah. this adventure, right? Because yeah. it's so much more fun when we throw our plan to the side and say, all right, what do you got? He he's fun. <laughs> like God has a sense of humor. He's not this mm-hmm. harsh judge up there that I think sometimes we, we see, but this loving father who wants to like play ball and have a good time. So just mm-hmm. witnessing you and where you've been and, you know, sh- you sharing your story shows us this, what surrender can do. And just mm-hmm. the humility, that's something I see in you. And, and in January Donovan, like this woman who has this incredible mission, she's such a woman of humility. And just, I've spent the past um, three week, three to four weeks down there with her. And it's so true. She's so humble. And that's why she has created this woman's school, but she doesn't want it to be January Donovan. She wants mm-hmm. it to be about the women. Mm-hmm. And I just see that with you all, you and sister Michelle and just Gosh, it's so beautiful to witness God uniting all these humble souls. I Mm -hmm. feel like we're kind of like watching this movie and God's uniting all these amazing people to build the kingdom and it's going to explode. And it's just so fun to be a part of. Um, But it's just, it's so interesting. All of you all went to the same school and I just feel like so blessed to be out here cheering you all along from the secular university of Kentucky. Right. (laughs) But we need, we need good people in secular universities too, but um, it's a different experience. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, God wants to use us where we're at and, Mm -hmm. and it is a process of growing. Like I think for so long I lived in like a, a posture of self-reliance and like, you know, it was about striving and getting it done and being strong and being capable. And all those things aren't bad. Like it's, it's good to be strong and it's good to be capable. And it's good to, you know, step out of your comfort zone and pursue things and achieve things. But what I've really realized, like I was saying earlier, is that what I can do on my own is really nothing in comparison to what I can do when I am surrendered to God and what he desires and his power working within me, his gifts, like being illuminated within me Um, when it's not about me and it's about what I can do, how I can bring my gifts to the world that is hungry for him and point them to him. Like, my goodness, like that just is a game changer. It's a game changer for all of us, no matter what our calling is, whether we're a stay at home mom or a student or we're widowed or we have a big ministry or we're just like living a quiet life. Like there are, there are so many examples of how much, um, how much power and impact comes from no matter where you are, even if you're in a simple place, when you surrender your life to God, like it is amazing what he can do. And that to me is the most exciting part of journeying with God. And I think it really begins with, um, 
letting him reintroduce himself to us. Because I think along the way, we don't always know who he actually is. Like you brought that up, Mary Catherine, like we might think he's a judge or we might think like he's harsh or whatever. And there's reasons for that. And, and that's okay. But he wants to blow apart all those misconceptions that we have so that we actually can trust him so that we actually can make a fiat. Like we don't want to say yes to somebody that we don't know, or we don't trust. So it has to start there with like letting God actually personally encounter us. And, and for us to be open to say, I actually want to know who you really are. Like not who I think you are, you know? And what would you say to the woman out there who, you know, in her mind, God's kind of this harsh judge and she has a lot of dreams on her heart and, but she's also just in this comparison mode with other women. Um, what would you say is her starting space? Like super practically, you know, how do you, what would you say to her? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I need to acknowledge before I say this, it's a journey that we're on and, and nothing is fast. Like I, I would love to give people that, Hey, here's the three steps to freedom and pursuing your dreams, you know, or whatever it is, but I just don't believe that's true. You know um, <clears throat> I think being able to dive back into our own story and to ask questions, to be curious and to discover like about our own story, like what went sideways here? Like, when did I maybe start believing that God was a judge or why do I think that? Like, was it because my dad was kind of harsh with me or because I had teachers who were harsh with me or because I felt judged like throughout my childhood or whatever it might be like those little parts aren't things that we can actually overlook. We think we can, we think we can just be like, okay, I got over it. Like everybody goes through stuff, but we don't get over it. It is a part of who we are and it will come out like all over the place, whether we realize it or not. So I'm a big fan of like, we need to discover, rediscover our own story as adults and go, <clears throat> what has happened to me, you know, and what didn't happen that should have along the way that have made me who I am, both the good things, like to not neglect, like the good things and the not so good things so that we can go, okay, so how did this inform my beliefs about who God is or the things that I actually believe about God that aren't true? And can I let him <clears throat> change that? You know, can I experience restoration there? Because when we can entrust our dreams and our hopes and our desires into the hands of a God who is trustworthy and steady and kind and good and loving, he is love itself. Like, my goodness, like that just takes it to a, a completely different place rather than being like, God, you're way out there and I have all these dreams and desires. And so, yeah, can you bless me? And then I'm just going to go for it. You know, like God wants to be intimately involved with our pursuit of our dreams and and to be able to know that he, he wants all that for us more than we do, you know, like he wants us to be truly happy. He's put desires in our heart for a reason. And maybe some of those have to be purified. You know, maybe it's like got a little twist to it. Maybe that's not exactly it. Or maybe we're underestimating with some of our dreams. Like maybe God has a way bigger dream. So that's why it's important to put it into his hands, you know, to not hold so tightly to it. So I think for that person, uh, Maria, who is just like, Hey, I have these you know, perceptions of God. It's like, Hey, maybe just start to rediscover your own story and allow God to come into those places. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. And we, we do talk a lot about how desire actually means of the father. And I think when you start to realize that you realize he does want our dreams and desires to be fulfilled when they're purified, right? Mm -hmm, uh, keeping mm -hmm. it in context, but it, it just, it makes you so excited about who the father is and discovering who he is and wanting to have a relationship with him. Because like you're saying, we can't bring all that to fruition until we start to have conversation with him. And I think mm -hmm. something that is a challenge in our culture today 
And for all you busy moms out there or, or single women that are just worried about where life is going to go is just the quiet, finding the quiet and shutting it all off. And that becomes such a challenge because I think it's in that space of silence. And Aaron has actually challenged me for Lent to have intentional quiet time every day, because I would remind you of a lot of Michelle, like, you know, like, go, 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 go. And just having that quiet time, right. It's like, do you have intentional quiet time daily, weekly? How do you find the quiet time as a, as a mom with teenagers mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. life? And where do you find the, the benefit of that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm in full-time ministry and I also have a family and uh, you know, there's been a lot of, it, it's looked different in different seasons, I guess, is what I would start with. You know, it looks very different when they were babies. It looked very different before I had children, before I was married, like, um, and that's okay. Like, it's okay that it looks different. There was a long time at the beginning of just being a mom where I was like struggling because I was like, you know, I used to take an hour of solid, quiet, like prayer time a day. And now I don't have time for that. You know, God knows that he's not harsh. Like we were just talking about, you know, he's kind, he wants to spend time with us. And as much as it's important that we, yes, take the time that we can and make the time that we can. Um, He also just wants to be with us and that can look a lot of different ways. And so, yes, right now I am in a season where I need to take quiet time with God. I wish that I was a disciplined like scheduler. It's just not my personality. So I don't have an exact same time every single day, but every day I do have quiet time with the Lord where I'm just like pondering, thinking, praying, interceding, listening, like all a variety of different things. Um, worship music is a big thing for me. It just personally, I just find that it brings me into God's presence really quickly and I can be very distracted. So it helps to quiet my heart into a place of like prayer. Um, but yeah, I also find that like having that hidden place, that secret place is something that we can bring with us even into the busy places of the world, that there should always be a quiet place, a secret place reserved just between you and God within your own heart, like no matter where, no matter where you are, no matter where you go. So I'm a big fan of a prayer time for sure. I'm also a big fan of like connecting with God all throughout the day and bringing him into all the parts of the day. Conversation all the way long. We should, I don't know if you've heard much of Maria's band's music with she and Christine, his own. It is awesome. That's what she wrote the song that we opened the podcast with of God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. So yeah, that's check awesome. it out. You'll love it. We'll have to send you a CD. Awesome. Yeah, great. please. I would love that. We, like I said, we just spent um, a month in Florida and my kids were like, don't leave without his own CD for the car ride. Like, like, <laughs> come back in and get the, get the CD. So, that's so great. Um, I wanted to pivot just a little bit here and ask you about, Um, What you and your husband, Jake, have just launched into the charitable um, field of life restoration. And tell us a little bit about that and how our listeners can help um, add to that cause. Yeah, life restoration is a ministry that Jake, my husband, and I started in 2004. So he, uh, we were working in the church for a long time in different capacities. And like I said, we um, both studied theology and catechetics when we were at Franciscan University. When we moved back to British Columbia after being in the States for quite some time, and he had finished his counseling degree, we just thought, you know, we want to start our own thing. This is what God had put on our heart was to not really work for an organization per se, but to just like pursue these things that he had burned in our hearts. And there was so many different 
different things that he was asking us to do. So we started life restoration to kind of put everything under that umbrella. And over the years, more and more and more things just keep adding to it. People start to, you know, have been asking, what do you guys do? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to answer that question anymore. You know, like we're in the Lord's vineyard, but I'm like, we have 18 jobs. That's what it feels like. So um, just this January, like for the last like year and a half, um, we've been trying to transition into life restoration, becoming a charity. And, and we finally got all of that approval and everything. So we're now a registered charity in Canada. But what that means for us is that we're going to be able to do more of the ministry that we really feel God calling us to do. Our lane just keeps getting narrower and narrower. And yet our, um, our impact is bigger and bigger and bigger. It's funny just how the Lord is expanding things and also narrowing things at the same time. And we're just reassessing again, like, what are we all about? So at Life Restoration, like we realized all of the things that we do are really about awakening and restoring disciples to Jesus, to their authentic self and to kingdom living and, and all, everything that goes in there. I think people need to understand their story. They need to understand that there's an enemy at work in their story. And how do they overcome these deep lies and places that are broken. And that is experiencing the restoration of God. And all the ministry that we do really comes from our own experiences of the power of God's restoration in our own life. And it ties into what you guys talk about a lot, which is to be fully alive. Like, isn't that for what we all desire Mm. is to really be fully alive so that we can pursue um, the life that God has for us. So, so yeah, we just are, we do retreats, we speak, we do um, formation for disciples. Uh, my husband works with seminarians and young priests. And so we kind of have all of that going on and um, yeah, we're just excited to be working. Do y'all do right speaking here. in um, out in the Protestant world and the, just in the Christian sector at all? Is it mostly- uh, sometimes we do. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely we're some, we're very open to that. Like I had a a lot of very powerful experiences growing up um, when I was serving on a ministry called reach youth ministries. It was evangelization teams. They had a huge vineyard church where I was. And that's where I learned like a lot about worship and a lot about how to come into the presence of God, like praying in that way. So, yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot that I've learned from various Protestant churches. And I think there are so many places that we can come together and unite around who Jesus is. And, and I think there's lots of of bridges to be built there. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Y'all know I have a heart for that. Well, we're going to put your um, link to that organization um, in the, in the show notes. So check that out and support this amazing cause because Heather and Jake are doing amazing work. And again, they each have their own podcast that you will get so much fruit from. So listen to restore the glory and abiding together. You'll just have a great time as well. You, you feel like they're just old friends. It feels like we're just meeting with <laughs> old friends. So we really are so grateful for this, this time with you today. Thank you. I too, I'm so grateful to be with you. And I, and I just can't wait to see um, what more God is going to do with you all through the woman's school and individually. I'm just glad that we're all out there together, you know, like pursuing God's plan for our life and building his kingdom. It's a joy. Such a gift. Okay, we just really appreciate Heather. We've appreciated having you on here so much, and just the um, it's so beautiful when you just see how much collaboration does in changing the world. You know how mm-hmm. much we really are one body um, in Christ, and when we're all living out of that space and out of that belief and pouring out on those around us, um, it changes the world. You know, brings His light mm-hmm. and makes it very manifest. And, and um, we're just excited to be able to get your story out there and for people to learn uh, just more also about what you guys are doing. And one, one last question we always like to ask our guests Mm -hmm. is 
what are you doing this week to water your grass? And what is one piece of advice you would give our listeners to water their grass? Um, you know, I just, on Saturday, we've been living in like some pretty serious lockdown <laughs> measures right now. And once again, I'm reminded about the gift of friendship and community and how important it is to connect. So mm -hmm. I got together with three friends, you know, social distance, all the things, follow all the rules. But honestly, within about five minutes, like we all were sharing so deeply and the tears start coming. And my husband peeked in his head to just say hello and quickly like shut the door and walked away. <laughs> and so it was like kind of like mini therapy. We were having group therapy session there. Um, but I was so reminded of like, this is so important that we make space and time to connect with people who are dear to us, but to have a few people in our life that we can really be honest with, that we can be our authentic self and share about the deep places of pain and struggle and to feel the encouragement of one another, of being loved by other people and upheld by other people. So that I feel like is going to water my garden for quite a while, actually. Um, and yeah, I would just encourage people. I know it's a weird time in the world right now. Some people have it a little bit easier than others, but whatever that looks like, even if it's over Zoom, to just make time to connect with someone in an authentic and real way. So beautiful. Such a blessing. You're such a blessing, Heather. We're so grateful for you. you. And just like, subscribe, download, and we are so grateful for your time here today. And we will see you next week on Girl Water Your Grass. Your